Peps, it's J-Dog. It is our round 14 AFL review. And what an episode this is going to be. It is going to be chocker, locker, footy action. It might have only been six games, but so much on the field. So much off the field. I can't wait to get in into this massive, massive recap of a, a week of football, but also what we're leading into, which potentially could be the single greatest round of football this season outside of finals. Now, if we were a TV show, this would be Fantasy Island. I would be Mr. Rourke, a.k.a. Chris Pepper, the 377-game superstar of the East Keeler Football Club. And joining me would be my little short friend, Tattoo, otherwise known as Jamie the J-Dog Wallace, the absolute superstar, the co-host with the most, our newsbreaker and Port Adelaide aficionado. Big fella, what a cracking round of footy. And isn't this week going to be awesome? Uh, yeah, perhaps it was a pretty good round of footy for not a lot of games, as you said. Quality over quantity. And I think even last week we said the same thing. Oh, no. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's footy. This is what footy should be about. It should be coming in because the last few weeks, let's be honest, it's been a bit flat. We've been a bit flat with our approach and uh, and the way we've been going through games. We've had some technical issues and correct. We've over we've overcome those, and it was almost we needed a bit of a, a refresh. And just by having a, a couple of sessions off, it's it's brought us back. And then you have just six cracking games. And you know, last week we were really newsworthy. This week it's just footy worthy, and I can't wait to get into it. Right. Where do you want to start, Peps? You want to go on a holiday to Bali? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I've just got to pack my mobile. Oh, uh, no, Peps. Like, we've got a lot. Obviously, we've got a lot. We're going, to talk about, we're going to talk about footy this week. We're going to talk about a little bit of the news, but not a whole lot because I really can't be bothered. I can't be bothered talking about Jordan Ngoid having one more conversation about it because I'm just done with it. Um, and, and one thing we do here, buddy, is we pride ourselves – I know we've talked about a couple of controversial issues over the last few weeks, and we get that, right? But at least this week, we're not going to mention it. It's been done to death. Let's let's talk about the good stuff. Like there's, there's – it's footy palooza this week, J-Dog. This week is footy palooza. Trademark lays out 2022. Correct. But it is it is the single greatest round of footy. We've got some good news. We've asked for. We've got plenty of great news. AFL have made Contract some changes. News. Oh, rule changes. Schedule change. You, you, I'm letting you loose with that one because I know that's something we've got. We've got the magnets. We've got the ladder. We're going to have a look at this week's games in a minute, but we're going to spend more time on that on tipped out. I know that's had a couple of weeks off, but we're getting back this week. How could you not? We're just going to everything rising star, you name it. We are going to get into it, mate. I'm going to hand it over to you because you're a Port Adelaide man. I you're am. a happy man. I... A great win on the weekend. Do you want to start with? Let, 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 let's let get you to take us. Team didn't play, so I haven't really got anything to talk about. Sure, bring it Thanks, up. Show. Your team won on the weekend, and you know who we're talking about. We are talking about the absolutely stunning, the magnificent, the lead from the front, Ken Hinkley Port Adelaide football team. Mm. Tell us all about it, big boy. Tell us about the ladder, and more importantly, your changes and potential uh, jiggy jars up for the next week. Over to you, big boy. Yeah. Look, 
can we just be done with this conversation? I think everyone from Carlton up are the top four. Whether you want to chuck in there, who you want to chuck in there, I'm not. I don't even care. The top four looks pretty settled. I think Geelong are going to uh, slide in there, but we've got Brisbane at the top, Melbourne second, Fremantle all on forty points, all just sharing a percentage or so. We're talking about between Brisbane and Melbourne, we're talking about. Three goals. Um, between Fremantle and that, we're talking probably closer to seven or eight goals. But it's so close. That top of the ladder is, is going to be the hell of a race now. From now on in, it is a downhill run. Um, I won't call downhill slope peps because I know that that'll spook some of the <laughs> Melbourne supporters. Um, oh, we know about downhill slopes, especially this time of the year. Uh, Geelong Cats, Richmond, Carlton, oh, sorry, Carlton, Richmond, Sydney Swans, St Kilda. St Kilda, Sydney Swans looking shaky. Richmond looked like they got their game and season back on track. Uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, Could they pinch a top four, Richmond? No, nah, I don't think top four. I think top no. four is – I think I think Geelong have got a lot of home games now coming into the end of the season, yeah. so they're pretty safe. Um, Collingwood are definitely in the race for the finals. And anyone below that, I suppose Western Boros will probably sneak in there, but anyone other than that I think are probably done for the season. I mean, Gold Coast, as much as I love Gold Coast and love what they're doing and love what they're rebuilding – I think they're probably done. Um, I don't think they are, Jamie. Mm, see, okay. And Port Adelaide, definitely done. GWS, cracking game on the weekend. Oh. They really put up a fight. Um, Hawthorne, Adelaide Crows, another cracking result from Adelaide. Didn't get the win, but my God, they scrapped. Essendon, where's that been for the last Where has weeks? that been? Uh, Where North, has it been? North and West Coast Eagles. We know they're going to be battling for the bottom there. Who's going to get it? They're basically two points difference in terms of actual scoring at the moment because one is on 52.3% and West Coast is on 52.2%. It is there. Uh, it's, you, you, you don't, it's almost like you don't want to win another game. Not it, first two. The Horn Francis Cup again. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. Let's let let's start bringing in our. Let's start doing what Melbourne did. Start I've, shuffling some positions. I've got a massive chub for the Gold okay. Coast Suns at the moment. I reckon for the yes. first time in their club's history, they'll pinch eighth. Ooh, big I just call! Think, I just think that the amount of games that they've got against bottom teams, and we're gonna have a chat about Gold Coast as well too, because they are. They're, they're just playing good footy, and it's usually this time of the year they've already fallen off the ship. But, mate, they are shining bright up there. And who would have thought that two blokes standing in their forward line in terms of Casbolt and Chol, who were almost struggling to get games at their respective clubs last year, are just dominating and kicked, I think, close to 50 goals between them for the Suns this year. Like, I oh, know. Good return. Person, personally, who's struggling to find a forward because we've just gone backwards with everything. I'd love to have Chole down there. I'd love to have Casbolt just to take uh, one of the big spots. But I reckon they're a massive chance for that eighth spot. And I think yeah. St Kilda are really susceptible. And I never thought I'd say this, but I think the Swans could be a. If they continue to play like they did against your mob on the weekend, bugger them off, I reckon. Yeah, I look. Well, I understand that because Western Bulldogs also are probably expecting. I mean, Western Bulldogs played an amazing game, one of the highest scores of the. I think the highest score of the season, if not, sorry, not the highest score. They were involved in the highest scoring game between opposition and, and winner um, of the season. But they're also expecting back people like Josh Bruce and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, they're nah, getting some reinforcements I, I this time the, of the year. Yeah. 
two, he's about two weeks yeah, away. Yeah, but I think, I think they're too far away, though, mate. I think that they're. I think they're cooked. I, I really Ooh, do think okay. they're cooked. Yeah, I don't. Okay. They're too far back. I think there's other okay. clubs with better runs and we're playing better football at the moment. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. So, yeah, well, it's, it's exciting. Dogs, this dogs. is where it all happens. Oh, it's Beth. great. This, this, is, where this, is, this is, you know, this is the, what, nine rounds left. Yep. That's it. We've got nine rounds. This is where this is where it happens. You don't win the Melbourne Cup in the first 200 metres, the first 600 metres, the, the, the first kilometre and a half. No. We're down to the last 900 metres and boy, oh, boy, are we going to sprint hard for the line. I cannot wait. Hey, buddy. Um, yes. All righty. Let's get into it. I want to have a chat about uh, – I want to spin some magnets. I want to get these bad boys going mm-hmm. right away. First and foremost, I want to start with the bad stuff. And normally I'd have the uh, LAF, LA work on, bloody week and piss. <laughs> uh, but our soundboard will be uh, up and running for next week. All right, but I just want to go through a few things. First and foremost, uh, willpower for the Suns. What a shocking – Injury, like I don't, I don't like seeing players get injured. Full stop. But when you mm-hmm. see someone go down in the way he went down, he's been playing good footy in a team that's got a, a rise going at the moment. They, they were bound for finals glory, and for him to go down, it's just a, it just hurts. Can you imagine if Ben King was in that team? Jack Lacocious, who's been out for a bit, Lockie Weller, were yeah. all in the same. What could this sit? Where could the Suns be sitting right now? They're just. Everything that we've been hoping for them is coming together. And then in the case of two weeks, they've lost two of their 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 better players mm-hmm. going down over the last couple. And it just you just don't want that, which, yeah. which kind of sucks as well. So it's real I just hope for him all to get better. Um, all righty, next one. Also one of the worst umpiring decisions ever on Friday night. It was the uh the game against Essendon versus St. Kilda. Oh no. Did you see? I don't know if you saw this, J Dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Wolfie you... was following his yes. man. Did you yes. see this one? The following his rule. man. Now, the man ran around the back. He followed him. And then it was like the ad where his leg, he went this way and the opponent went that way. Yeah. And the umpire then said, nah, 50 metres and, and gave basically a goal to St Kilda. Now, I know they're getting a bit tricky with what they've been doing, the players, and I get that. But come on, umpires. Can you use a bit of common sense? Can you use that thing that's between your ears called your brain and realise he was actually doing the right thing, he was following him through, and there was nothing wrong with what they need to do. So it was just frustrating as buggery mm-hmm. to see that happen. And once again, and then we hear, oh, it could cost someone a game. It could cost someone a final. It could cost them a preliminary. It could cost them a grand final. It ain't going to cost them a prelim or a grand final because the umpires are the best umpires and they're going to use their minds and their common sense when it gets to the end of the year. So it was just a stupid decision. Just when you think that we take one step forward, we take a couple steps. That forward. rule should be gone by the by next year, yeah? No, I think they'll keep it. But it doesn't make any sense. It's a shocker. Because Golfie had absolutely no impact on the play. He actually ran behind well, the mark. But they've even got players running out of the zone now and they're penalising them. Yeah. Like, come on, umpires, use your freaking brains a little bit. But, you know, it's round 14, we're saying the same thing. But I don't blame the umpires either. I'm blaming the AFL for, for generating these rules and signing off on these rules, and they're just interpreting what they're being brought in. So it's Brad a stupid Scott, thing. The um, gift got, giving. Oh, he's just like like herpes. Rightio, um, I've got another one from your game. Oh, okay. From your game. First and foremost, I'm dragging your mob because of what they did to Sydney. Okay. Where's that been all year? What do you mean? All right. What do you mean? 
But I got another one. I got another one. Here we go. Right. Oh, that was just awesome. But Peter Adams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You left Port Adelaide to go to Sydney. We have traded. Yes. You left Port Adelaide to go to Sydney. Traded. Whatever. He left. And he finally gets the number one rucking gig because good old Tom Lovebite Hickey is injured. Mm-hmm. And what does he go and do? Goes and gives his old mate Ollie Wines a unnecessary love tap to the Michael Tuts. Boom chakalaka, one week off. Stupidity at its finest. Like, gave away two goals. Pardon? Gave away two goals as and well. And gave away two. Bo- what an absolute knob jockey. Like, seriously, champ. You had a chance to lock in a spot, make a massive difference to your team, and you go and do that shit. Like, it blows my mind how dumb footballers can be. Ruins Nothing it. surprises me of footballers, Peps. Nah, especially Ruckman. We know they're all dopey. <laughs> they are. You know it. All right. <laughs> um, outside of that, there wasn't really anything else. Oh, the other one I'm going to, not bag, but I'm going to talk about him in a moment in terms of the good stuff. We have three votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also going to mention, I don't know if you heard about it, but the Collingwood uh, playing group, you know that Do Better report? Yeah. Maybe they need to have some reading lessons. Maybe sit down. Maybe they could use crayons or something because obviously they don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) AFL players on brakes and mobile phones, none of it mixes. None of it is right. Always coming out of that mob. Couldn't be any worse. All right, let's talk about some three votes. I've got some great stuff. First of all, what about the dogs in GWS? That first quarter of football, was was it just – did that put a smile on your face, just seeing – just footy played, fast footy. Well, how, do you, how do you feel, Peps? Because you always say that uh, Cody Waitman's a bit overrated. Just bangs home five first half goals. J-Dog, I'm going to get back into it in a moment. Can you, can, I didn't say he was overrated. Yeah, you did. did listeners, if I said he was overrated. You said he was um, flaky. Tell me. Goes missing. Yeah, he has. He does. Okay. But, Jamie, I will give credit where credit is due. And first and foremost. Toby, my boy, my adopted son from a brother from another mother. A bag of seven, J-Dog. How good. He is. Just rename it to the Toby Green Football Club because he is GWS. He is their barometer. He is actually their Reith Reith Matheson, but with skill. Well, they always say no May, no Melbourne. I loved him. Pardon? No May, no Melbourne, no Green, no No GWS. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, No Ken, no Port. Uh, but I'm also going to throw Cody Waitman in there for his not just his first five uh, five fir- first half, half goals. goals. That yep. was the first thing, right? More impressive than that, he dislocated his elbow. I don't know, I don't know if you saw the footage of it, but jeez, mm. it was almost as ugly as one of your early training sessions when I first started working with you, J Dog. Have you dislocated a bone before, Peps? Um, no, partially, but not a full one. No, so I just a little bit out. No, I broke. I, I didn't do things by halves. I just okay. broke them. But the fact that he came back on, that is why I say, mate, that's gutsy. Yeah, That's where you get the pat on the back. Not the flaky dives and the touch in the backs and look at my with my flaky, flaky blondie hair. That's the sort of stuff that's going to give you a reputation as a player people want on your team. All yeah, right? I liked it. So Great do game. more of that and less of the flaky stuff that gets you in my good books, buddy. So, Katie Waitman, thumbs up for you. Essendon Football Club. 
Now, I'm not going to go too much on about it because it's only been one week. But you did it one week late. Couldn't you have done it a week earlier against Essendon? Against in your who? 150th game? Against Carlton. Against Carlton. Sorry, yes. J-Dog. But, but it was just awesome to see what they rolled out with on uh, Friday night. I just loved it. I just loved every minute about it. I was sitting down, me and the old man, Big Trev, Trevor Pepper, absolute superstar. We were sitting down, having a couple Jimmy cans. He was having a lime uh, seltzer with a bit of vodka in it. And we were watching it and we are going, where's this? There was pressure. There was speed. There was defensive sureness. There were risk takers. Uh, Like Nick Hind made so many mistakes. But every time he got the ball, you knew that he was just going to burn off. You know, Saad would take two steps and have three bounces. Like it was just attacking football. And it was – The package – Oh. Lived up to his name because oh, he, 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 he did deliver one two weeks too late. Un, unlike the Jetstar baggage crew <laughs> who left the poor kids' rocket in Australia while they went over to New Mexico. I don't know if you heard this story. No, no I haven't. Uh, university uh, went over to go for the yeah. uh, rocket championships. You know when you build yep. your own rockets and through. Yep. So a, a conglomerate went over there, raised $100,000 to go over, over to the U.S., They've turned up, ready to go, and Jetstar have actually left the rocket in Australia. Oh, you'd be dirty. And it's not going to get over there in time. Oh. <laughs> so Jetstar, you're also going to be getting uh, getting dragged this weekend. But Essendon, you were absolutely Stringer was in everything. Oh, he delivered. He expressed post-style. Love he, it. He, anytime the ball was near him, he was either getting it out to the, to the outside to a running Guelphie or, or whoever was around. Yeah. He was on the ground. He was kicking goals himself. He was everywhere. And I, I love – now, this is the funny thing, JD, and we were talking about this on Saturday. We had a bit of a conversation. And mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing that um, after one win, Essendon supporters are now premiership favourites. Good old Charlie Keegan's on the chat, and he's dropped this one. Don't worry. Watch us over the next two weeks. We won't lose a game from here. <laughs> I think so you've got to win the with- next nine. It'll be, <laughs> That's I think with, with the tongue firmly planted in the cheek. Oh, no, no, no. Essendon supporters do not plant uh, tongues in their cheek. <laughs> they put them in other cheeks. They do um, not put peps, them in their own cheek. What I do love about that game, and I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to just roll into a bit of footy this is talk what off the back of that. This is what it's all about, J-Dog. Tonight is Dylan Shield. My God, was that his best game for Essendon? Easily. Like he was back to what he was, was about. Easily, you had Draper dominating. Um, I mean, Essendon, I think they – I can't remember the score now, top of my head. But their front half pressure was immense. St. Kilda were looking to um, switch, to go up the lines, to go to the centre, and every time St. Kilda looked up, there was a wall of Essendon. And so Essendon were just getting so many front half turnovers that every St. Kilda player was out of position and it was a simple lead-up mark to a two-metre Peter or a stringer or whoever was there leading. Draper sitting in the hole there, 35-40 out from goal, easy mark, goal convert. It was amazing. But on the flip side, Peps, yep. I want to talk about the, the mentality of teams, and I currently live there. Peps, I know you've got a bit of PSD from, from these times. <laughs> I've been talking to St. Kilda about this, St. Kilda people about this. People were saying from the Saints supporters that they had a feeling this is the game that they would lose. This is the kind of game that they would lose. Spuds won, Spuds, Spud game. And St. Kilda supporters went into it thinking, this is the game that we're going to lose. And I want to talk about that because I know that Port Adelaide, as a, as a, as a passionate man myself about Port Adelaide, these 
I completely understand the feeling that people have when they go to the football on these types of games because I have that same feeling. I don't feel like I could trust my club when really everything is going well and yet we drop games that you shouldn't. And Melbourne, I know you guys have lived it forever. We've been doing it forever. <laughs> we, 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 we would lose intra-clubs. That's yeah. how bad we were. <laughs> we had no trust whatsoever in what we did. Yep. And even the last few weeks, when you look at Melbourne games where we've gone in, and mind you, we've, we've played some pretty good teams. Like we've played Sydney, Fremantle, and Collingwood. That two of them, all three of them, were four goals up. But I still wasn't confident that we'd win. I at, before the game we'd be confident, but yep. it wasn't like, oh, not by how much, but by how much. Yeah, it wasn't like that. And so it's it's, it's good to see that. Other clubs are feeling like us now, like when you turn up to a game and go, oh, I don't think we're going to win this. Do uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we win it. I wouldn't do be surprised if we lose it. it. Or do Geelong supporters have this feeling? It's just like us, us like middle I reckon against clubs. certain teams. I reckon uh, Hawthorne would have had it against Geelong for that all those times they kept losing, remember? The Kennet Curse, oh, yeah. The Kennet Curse, that would be there. Uh, I reckon Essendon hate it against Carlton, full stop. They're still going yep. back to that 99 prelim. Yeah. Every team's got their own. Oh, uh, just... Gold Coast against anyone. Uh, well, North against anyone. Uh, yeah, every team has it. It's just did it's what footy is all about. Did St. Kilda look like at one point of that game looking like they were going to win? Oh, they did. They did when they kicked. Five in a row. Five in a row. In the third quarter. And I thought, here we go. They're back. Yep. Saints are back. And then Essendon, I thought, I literally thought, okay, Saints have had their, sn- their slumber. They're going to come straight back into this. Mm-hmm. And Essendon will just do what they normally. Essendon went, get stuffed, yep. bang, and kick the next seven, I think it was. Yeah. Like, it came out of nowhere. I was on the couch. Go, Bombers! <laughs> I, I don't say that. And there's a reason for it. I was just so excited for the way they were playing, like from a football-loving perspective. Yeah. Just what they were showing. Like, that was the team that I picked to make finals this year. That yes, was the team. We both that did. was the team. Yeah. Not all the other crap that's been going on. But, where has uh, it been? Just where has it been? There's all the magnet action, mate. That is all the magnet action um, from just, like I said, a, a great round of football. And I could even throw in West Coast. Like, at one stage, were you thinking, are they going to beat Geelong? Yeah. Are they going to beat Geelong? You know, they're going to cause a few upsets for the remainder of the year, I think, West Coast. So it's just, it was just good footy all around, and, and we're going to have a chat about it at the moment, but I reckon it's time, buddy, to go over to the newsman, our newsbreaker, our news hound. It's the Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. We know him as the G-Banger. <laughs> I don't think that's good. He's the J-Banger. He's got the news uh, for this week, and like I said, we're not focusing on the crappy stuff that's been belted on every news channel and TV show. We're going to talk about the good stuff. So over to you, big fella. What have you got for us? Rightio. All right. If, if you come to listen to to Dagoe to, to talk, Google another channel, yeah. YouTube something, Fox Footy, Channel 9, whatever. I don't want to talk about it. Go on to a different podcast. Turn off now because we're not going to talk about Dagoe. Because I can see both sides of the argument and I don't have an opinion about it other than I don't know what to think. So that's where I'm at with that just, one there. Pets. Just don't take your phone anywhere. <laughs> just don't take your phone. Look, all right, let's talk about other stuff. Peps, you called me on Saturday. You said very excited. I'm Friday, Saturday, Friday. Shit, that's bloody Thursday night game has thrown me. I was a little bit hungover. 
Um, we are we shaping the industry, perhaps? Because I think we, we have, are shaping. Like I keep saying it, we are the number one. And you can look this up on Google, everybody. Look it up and prove us if we're wrong. <laughs> we are the number one non-club AFL-affiliated podcast on this side, only this side of the Westgate Bridge. Correct. Here in Melbourne, yes. Victoria. Very clear. No one can beat side. that. We, I reckon we, 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 we crack skulls and break hearts. We are shaping the industry. I don't know, for a while we've been saying, get rid of some stuff. Yeah. Make some changes, et cetera. And J-Dog, I called you up on Saturday and I had a Chubbs Farquhar when I heard the news come out. Uh, floating fixture, done. Done. Peps, and I know that's it's, it's good because I know for, for like me and, and, and my, my pride of, uh, of, of port, I like to go over and I like to pick games I can go and watch. Oh, no, you, you normally we, go over. You used to go to Collingwood if they were playing over there. You'd go Richmond, over, you'd take the Luffley over there. I know, all that. I couldn't do it because I couldn't plan. I couldn't say definitively Porter playing on the Saturday at this time, book it in, let's go for it, let's book a long weekend. I couldn't do that. That stopped. Um, so they've, they've scrapped that, which is great news. It means people can get this, the, the schedule at the start of the year and lock in some time with their employees to start making weekends away, which is all about – once again, stimulating the economy, people from West Coast coming to Melbourne, people from Melbourne going to Brisbane to watch. That's a good thing. The other thing, Peps, tickets are back. Oh. Walk up tickets. And they've even said if you need a membership card, we can organise that as well. So now if you've got a Saturday Arvo, oh. you're walking around the city, you say, hang on, that's the beautiful angel- angelic sound of a footy siren. What's going on? You can walk over there, get a ticket at halfway through second quarter. Are they going to go take in the cash? Game. Are they taking cash? I don't have cash. I think it's only card only, Peps. Hey, we've got two of the big ticket items that we wanted, didn't we? We wanted tickets back. We wanted the floating fixture to be sunk like Jack mm-hmm. in Titanic where Rose just sat on the door. That's us sitting on the door and that's the floating fixture drowning. Yep, yep. And uh, and another thing, Peps. God, it's a bloody, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a bloody sun's bloody thing tonight. But um, how good is it? Borders are open. People can travel. People oh. can come in and out. And of course, I am talking about Alex Davies from the Gold Coast Suns. His grandpa could um join and watch him in his first game and then he even joined the club in their song at the end of the game in the rooms. Do you, re- do you reckon he knew the words? Oh, absolutely not, Peps. I reckon absolutely. the players may not have known all the words either but because they haven't sung it too many times so far, but yeah. I reckon they've finally nailed it after this year. But I was going to throw that into my three votes because it slipped my mind. I forgot to put it in, but a Craigie Wessels all the way in the US of A has mentioned it right now on the chat. And I remember watching that and I'm just going, how good's our game? His yep. grandpa's come all the way from Japan. Mm-hmm. He's watching his grandson playing yep. in the sport. Apparently he wears like the Gold Coast Sun gear everywhere. Can't take it off. <laughs> A bit like you with Port and me with Melbourne stuff. Just loves it. They got him in the song. And I just think, you know what? That's what the game's about. Yep. They're the memories that we want to be part of. They're, that's the stuff. That sits in the back of your mind and goes, that is why we're the greatest sport because we'll include virtually, and we'll get to that in a moment, anybody. 
<laughs> I love it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. So that was some that was some really, really good things from the weekends. Um, games. Now, Peps, we're talking about rivalries. We're talking about the Spuds game and big games. Yep. And how we get a little bit like, a little bit puckered up. Mm. Let's roll that into the Richmond and Carlton game. Way, 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 way back. Yeah. What a game, Peps. What a game. Emergence. Are you talking about on the Thursday night, you mean? I'm talking all the way back then. Can, can I say something, Jamie? Right, you can go, This is yes. why the AFL, I just, I don't get it. They're just dumb. Why would you play <laughs> that game on a Thursday night? And not on a Friday? A Friday? Could you imagine that game? 3.20 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay. You're on a Saturday Arvo game for that one. 80,000 okay. plus. They've lost 30,000. They wonder why people aren't going to the games. is because of stupid, stupid things like this. Yeah. You know, can we put that aside? Because it's Good News Tuesday tonight. Good News okay. Tuesday. We want everybody not to tune in and not tune out. Yeah. Richmond, they're back to their, they're back to their um, surge football. Oh, they were immense, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They were playing on. They were getting it forward. Jack Rewalt, I know he's been given the plaudits for it feels like a million years now, but still his little taps forward, all those sorts of things. And Peps, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great weather for football. Nah, it was a bit moist, wasn't it? But my God, did Richmond just look like they were playing on a different field for the majority of the game? Shay Bolton was amazing. Who was? Oh, Shay Bolton. Yeah, I thought he was a bit, I thought Prestia was really handy early on, like the meatball. Just yeah. the, the way that he was able to – he looked like he was playing a dry game of football. Yeah. And that was, that was what I noticed between the two teams. Like it was quite even back and forth. But Other I think Richmond just – yeah. But Richmond just handled the wet conditions better. Yeah. They looked like they were playing with a dry ball. Carlton looked like they were playing with a wet ball. Yeah. When the and first, that was what I noticed difference. When the first six goals went through, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> but also – Cock up. And this is where I think they get overcoached as well. And a question has just come up on the chat regarding about uh, floating fixtures, et cetera, which, which I'll get into in a moment uh, from, from Craig over there in the USA. Um, but the, the way that game was being played, Richmond were just, we're just going to move it forward. Whatever we need to do, just move it forward. Yeah. Slap it, tap it, kick it, flick it, whatever we need to do. Carlton tried to be a bit more. Precision like, you can't do that with a wet footy. No. And I think that's why it worked because they were just like, get it into the forward line, put the pressure on the backs, and it's going to make it hard to stop. It's almost go to under 10s footy. Oh, for sure. Wet, and wet they don't footy. do that. And, I, and I've, teams don't do that enough. They try and play skillful football. You've got to play football for the conditions. And if there is a football team or a football boot manufacturer that comes out with a hybrid screw in molded boot, so you could make an absolute fortune because is it still made, Peps? Because I, I was listening to a podcast, listening to, to uh, the the Fireball Friday on Keynesy and uh, Keynesy, <laughs> sorry, on um, Volcano. Yep. And what's Kingy? his name? Kingy. Yep. I know they had that question put out there. Did do they still make screw ins, screw in cleats, footies, footy boots? Uh, I don't think they do. I've still I've still got I think my pair of Puma Kings from a oh, long yeah. time ago. Screw ins. Yes. Uh, they were the best boots. You only wore screw-ins when it was wet, and that's what I don't understand why they don't wear them now. Like tell, yeah. you, you can't tell me that they can't even – even if they moulded 
a longer stop boot. They do. So even if it's a they mold, do, they, no, but a longer stop mold. They do make mold. that. They do make, they do that. make that. They do. Well, obviously they're not working that well <laughs> because they're slipping and sliding like it's a freaking slippery dip at Waterworld in Queensland. It's a bit all over the joint too. So, um, but I just wanted to. Uh, Craigie Wessels has come up with a question. Uh, came up with a question just here and. I'm just going to sure. throw it up on the screen. He said, wait, 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 Peps. You just celebrated getting rid of the floating fixture and now you want to float it to prime time. No, it's a prime time. What I would say is, is that if you go back through the years, that type of game would all almost be booked in on a Friday, Saturday night or a Sunday or a Saturday day, not a Thursday night because Thursday night footy does not work in Melbourne. In other states it does. It just doesn't work here. So what I was saying is, is that when that one comes up on the fixture, that should be in a, a prime slot because you know you're going to get 80-plus thousand to it, especially the way these two teams are playing at the moment. That's well, what I was – I don't like it. the floating schedule, but that's well, the what schedule was supposed to The floating schedule was intended to put the best games in the best slots. Yeah, and, and they still a, couldn't do a, it. That's a spot missed, yeah. All right. So, look, Carlton did come back in the fourth quarter, Peps. Um, yep. And can we talk about the goal the, the goal review that basically changed the game because it was a goal initially, didn't turned over on goal review. Didn't Richmond went down and turned a – could have made it three points, but instead made that to 14 points there and didn't, ran away with the game in the end. Didn't, didn't change the game, Jamie. Okay. All right. I just wanted and to – I'll tell you why. It was a question why was it brought in- there. Hey, they can ask it as much as they want, but go back and realise what it was brought in for. It was brought in for the Howlers. Mm-hmm. The absolute Howlers. Tom Hawkins, 2019 grand final, where he skimmed the point, uh, skimmed the goalpost. Yep. That's what it was brought in for. Touching it on the line, uh, those sort of things. Not for when it's 40 metres out on the boundary line. <laughs> like if they shouldn't review that stuff. Like oh, so it should have been a every goal time to someone goes like this, we go back and review it because Carlton had momentum. It doesn't matter, at Jamie. Point, at that point it's, again, it don't. You, you shouldn't be using it for that. No, I'm saying no. This one, Peps, Peps. I think you. I, I think it you doesn't matter me. if they had momentum. Big I think deal. You it should me. not be used for something forty meters out. Carlton had the kick on goal and we made it down to three points. The game was on the line. Instead, it, Jamie, got reviewed. it doesn't matter. It should. Richmond it went down. Yeah, and kicked the goal and made. So what? It got overturned. Did it? Did it get overturned? I did get overturned. So that, did the umpire call it a goal? Umpire called it a goal. And then they overturned it? Correct. Well, then I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> anyway, they should still not. <laughs> they still shouldn't review things from 40 metres out. Um, so that was so that was nine minutes ago in the last quarter when Richmond really were under pressure and Carlton were coming hard. I think McKay kicked something like three or four goals in a row and were yeah. coming and were coming hard. Mm, um, and then the game basically played out. Richmond won by what it was in the end, 60, yep. 15 points, something like that, whatever it was. It just, it was so for Richmond, that, back it, in it the eight. They yeah, they are back in the eight and doing what Richmond do. And Carlton They reckon there's got shades of 2019 about this one. Um, I don't know. Hey. Maybe, mm. maybe, nah. because I did know Richmond did leave their run late. They play the game oh. and keep them in touch for the first half, buys, reset the season, and then they come hard at the end, yeah. which is how all good teams should do it. <laughs> 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 I've rap said teams there, big fella. All righty. Um, next thing that you want to have a chat about? Um, the next game? 
Do you want to talk about the next oh, game? Oh, not the next game. Uh, oh. I want to have a chat about this gender came in. All right, oh, I want to touch We're talking about football. We're not talking about football here. Yeah, we are talking about football okay. right. because it sort of relates into for the moment. So I just want to throw this one out. I know you're the newsbreaker, but I put this one in because yes. as you may or may not be aware of, that uh, FINA, the uh, international swimming body, made a decision overnight where transgender um, swimmers will mm-hmm. not be competing against um, the gender that they've transitioned over to. They're going to have their yep. own uh, category. Yep. Now, it's basically if, if anybody has transitioned at the age of 12 or under, it's fine. After that, it's almost like too bad, too sad. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think, is this type of decision going to affect the AFLW? Now, I wanted to take you back to, if you remember the name, Hannah Mouncey. Oh, who applied to play in the AFL in 2017 and then she withdrew her application in 2018 due to the impact on her mental health. She's mm-hmm. now playing um, – it's funny how she's playing European handball but now. But she came out with a comment uh, when, when, when this was all uh, brought out. Uh, is that the, the advantage that gender have, have over normal athletes isn't that much at all. She's saying that there's actually not much of a um, biological advantage over females. And she was talking about things that, we you know, when she dropped down, her, her bench press went down because of the testosterone that she was taking. Uh, her squats went down. So used to, she used to bench um, 150. Yeah. Bench 150. <laughs> down, her clean went from 140 to 60. I think she still benches more than I do. Anyway. Um- <laughs> Both of us combined. Uh, <laughs> and it was, just, it was just interesting to say that. But if you have a look at um, just her overall size, regardless if she wasn't be able to do that, just the density of her shape. Yeah. If she ran into it, it, it would cause some damage. Yeah. I, and so could you imagine like is- a, 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 I, I don't know how the AFLW are going to deal with this. It's going to be interesting when the first one comes out. Um, when this all goes. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on it, but. Well, it may sound It was an interesting ploy. Yeah. Yeah, it may sound controversial. We know that we know that we are built different. Men and women are built different. We have denser bones, thicker muscles, faster things. We, we, we know that. That is, that is unequivocally, we know that about our two male and female, whatever yeah. you want to call it. We are built different. And I don't care, and I'll, I'll put it back to cycling. If someone who is cycling and has been using EPO for 10 years, five years, six years, the ability for them to recover, build, train, build muscle, get faster, yes, you can say, oh, I haven't been on it for six months. doesn't matter. You've had the last six years or six weeks or six months yep. on the gear. You can recover faster, train harder, get better, yep. be stronger. You've got all the advantages of being a male of your body developing harder, your muscles becoming stronger, your ligaments becoming firmer and responsive. I don't want to sound like I'm going to bash on women because it's definitely not, but I'm just talking about, in this case, I think I applaud FINA and I applaud the Athletics Commission and the AFLW do it, have their own different separate category. I think that's a step that's correct. And I may sound old-fashioned. I'm sorry about that. No, old-fashioned because it – and once again, I'm looking at it from the perspective from a 
safety perspective. So if you get somebody who's bigger going in against somebody smaller, and I know that if you have a look at the, the AFLW, they're all different shapes and sizes, but there is a, is there is a definitive, you just have to look and go, there's, there's something different. You can just see it. The flip side though, Jamie, and, and this is the other thing, it always seems to be the men into the women's sports. Mm. I haven't seen it where a transgender uh, female who's transitioned into male has gone into a male sport. Yeah. And that's the one I'm really concerned with because, once again, don't want to get controversial, but they would get wiped out. Oh, they, they would get they would get wiped out, and that's and I'm talking cricket. I'm talking footy, rugby league, soccer. It's just a, it's a faster pace. It's a, a harder contact sporting uh, yeah. contest. So that's that would be the, for me the interesting one when it goes the other way because at the moment it's always being male to female. I want to see the female to male, and I, like I said, I don't want to. I just thought it was an interesting story to come up because, yes, it's it's early days, but you, excuse me, but you just never know what could happen. It's just uh, look, I want, I want. Uh, you talk about equal opportunity. Why can't yep. women, born women, have the opportunity to compete in the sport they want to compete in? To get contracts to go to university on college degrees. Want a perfect example? The Australian women's soccer team. Ranked number yep. three or four in the world, got beaten by a team of under fifteen boys. Like we're, we're talking about, like a, the, the chasm is too big. To well, didn't they say? Didn't they say that um, if Serena Williams played any of the top one hundred men in the world, she'd just get demolished? I think it was something like college level of men's. Yeah. she wouldn't get. She wouldn't win a set. And she, I think Serena probably even acknowledged that herself on one of those talk shows. She talked yeah. about that particular controversy. And, and I want to hold up. We're not. Bashing, we're not looking bashing into no. this at all. Um, it's just more of from a, a you know, just be careful what you wish for. That's the way that I'd look at it. Be careful what you wish for because it could actually do more impact down the track. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, I mentioned it at the start of the show, J Dog. Footy Palooza. Footy Palooza is what mm-hmm. we call round. 15. Tell us about Footy Palooza. Trademark lace out AFL podcast 2022. Tell us about Footy Palooza and this week. What's it all about? It is huge. Chocker, chocker, as in you want to know this round coming or the round just gone? No, the one we're about to get into. Like, this is just nutsage. Peps, you put a picture up this, uh, this afternoon on our Facebook page, and a few has been circulating around just. Somehow, the floating fixture in this case actually has kind of worked. Weirdly. No, Jay Dog, it's not the floating fixture. It's just the fixture. <laughs> it's just this like, is the ladder. The ladder has somehow the worked. It's just the It's the it's the vibe, <laughs> mate. It's it's the fi- it is worked out. And so I I did a bit of research into this. This has only happened five times in the last twenty nine years. Incredible. So it starts on Thursday night, Pep. So yep. we've got you guys versus Brisbane Lions, one versus two. And then we roll into Friday. Now, Thursday night at the MCG. Peps, can you please rally your pea-hearted supporter base to actually go and watch that game, please? Get yes, them off the slopes. I, I will definitely, I'll be definitely cheering the Ds on. 
maybe offer them some cheese boards, maybe at, maybe on the higher tiers because I know you only get that stuff when you're in the lower tiers and at the front of the We might need a nice uh, range to keep us warm. At the ground um, on Thursday, I won't be there. Friday? Yep. Friday, we've got uh, a double. Oh, this is this is the problem with Friday, or double headers. I don't like one oh, double headers. They've got a double header. Western Bulldogs versus Hawthorne. Bit of an anomaly there. Um, but we're still talking, what is that, Western Bulldogs? It's 10th versus 11th. 10th, 10th versus 11th. 14th. 14th, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Angel, like- that's one of those games where Western Bulldogs supporters will be going, mm-hmm, I don't think we can lose <laughs> this one. West Coast and Essen, so you, let's just give Essen the default win there. That's 16th versus 18th, and I don't actually give Essen if they show it like they did last week, definitely. But West Coast didn't play bad footy last week. No, they're they getting more didn't. of their players back, getting a little bit fitter. Could they cause an upset? No, they gave because Geelong a good run for a while. Will Will West Coast want to win because of the fact that they do they want that one number one pick? Do they want to do they want to tank? Then we got Saturday. It's tank versus dank. That's what that game. <laughs> Saturday we've got Carlton. Versus Dockers, so oh, third versus fifth. fifth. Then we've got Geelong versus Richmond, so fourth, fourth. versus sixth. Sydney versus St Kilda on Saturday night. The top four are playing each. The top eight are playing each other. How big is this? And Sunday we've got North and Adelaide. So what's that? That's seventeen. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, it won't be bad. I don't mind it. Blundstone Arena. Just checking out the local digs for their um when they move down there. Uh, joking, joking North supporters. Kanga, kanga, kanga. Don't get upset. I'm sorry, Rue Boy. Rue Boy hasn't Rue Boy's not on tonight, so we can bag him out. Um, all right. So you got Collingwood on the afternoon slot versus GWS. Hey, can I just What's quickly that? mention something about GWS as well, yes. too? Um, yes. I threw out a question wanting to find out how many times has. Uh, 11 goals being kicked in the first quarter of a game this year. I think it's happened four times this year. Yep. And GWS have done it in two of those games already. Actually, it could be three of those games. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no potential what, all, they can score. Well, it's also – but two of those three times that they've done it this year have been, been under the under McVeigh. Yep. Has McVeigh just taken the chains off them and said, go nuts, boys? I think he has. I mean, if you look at Jesse Hogan even, he's playing, oh. he's playing much more free of football up there. After under McVeigh, under McVeigh, than what yes. he was um, under under Cameron. Cameron yeah. had him Stifled. probably too high up the ground. Stifled him. Um, yeah, as we know, Jesse Hogan plays his best football in and around that square. He did for Melbourne, he did for Frio, and now he's doing for GWS. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, all right, and then. So Collingwood versus GWS. What's 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 the numbers there, Peps? Collingwood GWS. You're looking at ninth versus thirteenth. Very but Collingwood are playing good footy and GWS are playing really attack. It's just – and then you've got your team. The Roker-Wallace Cup. It is the Roker-Wallace Cup. It oh. is the Roker-Wallace Cup. 11th Port versus 12th. versus Gold Coast Suns to round out Sunday night, which should be a nice little watch. What a – like, seriously, we're going to do our tipped out this week because we, we, we want to talk about this round. But it is, it is game on where the top it – is, it is the pre, pre-finals finals week. This is for those teams who are trying to make a run at the eight. I mean, like, look at Port Adelaide Suns is a perfect example. Uh, win and you are well on your way. Lose. Pack your bags, boys. These are eight-point games across the board. And yeah, it's it also really looking are. at things for draft positions as well too at the back end. 
Well, the, some, some, the top four is going to be settled after this weekend. Or the top two is going to be settled this weekend. Correct. You reckon? Yep. How far out you're calling it? Well, two of the two of the three teams are going to be on 40, uh, 44 points. Yeah. Two of them. And there's Heck and of a round. It is a, oh, it's a bumper of a round. I can't wait for it. It's just and even awesome. if you look at the betting across the – I know we don't talk oh, about betting because no. we don't talk about it. Gamble but responsibly. The, but the betting – the 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 win losses the lines are all extremely close this week. Yeah, no, it is it is close. It is massively close. Okay, um, hey J Dog, mm-hmm. mate, cracking job on the news again, buddy. Thanks, mate. You just you just you, you like you know Tom Morris. Uh, he had nothing. Formerly known as he's no longer oh. around after uh, his yeah, he's former, controversial yeah. comments. <laughs> you got. You've got nothing on him. You're a superstar. You. You're, you're got a nothing quality on individual. Oh, You've got you nothing guys. on him? Oh, just, just check his Twitter. Hey, rising star. Essendon finally get a rising star. And I've been watching this bloke over a couple of weeks, and he is what do you mean, a finally? rising star. I'm really – you know, like when you watch players and you go, I like him. He's got some spunk about him, not from a facial perspective, but the way he plays hard, honest football. And we're talking about Essendon midfield here, Ben Hobbs. Is the NAB rising star nominee for round 14. Uh, they picked this guy up. He was part of the Vic Country team. He was their captain. They picked him up as pick 13 in the draft in 2021. He was amazingly awesome. He was just crisp. He was clean. He was hard. They say it was a 35-point upset. I just think it was an awesome game by the Essendon Bombers, uh, finishing with 22 disposals, five marks, and eight score involvement. So he's going to go to the dinner with the remaining um, nominees for the season. Um, and he could be a chance. You never, never know who they're going to vote for. But uh, good on you, big fella, because I reckon he's got a cracking – he's potential captain stuff. That's what I see Ooh, in this bloke. Yeah, you're calling that far out. Yeah. I, you know when you see someone, you go, Sam Walsh. You look at Sam Walsh and go, captain. Ben Hobbs, he's, he's got some stuff. Jordan yeah. Degoe, nah. <laughs> oh, uh, Jack Ginevan, nah. Isaac Quainor, nah. <laughs> not at all. All right. All righty. Hey, uh, let's time to splash some cash. Contract news. Now, we've got some contract news. It's all over the shop now. It's funny. As we start to get into the last part of the year, players are playing for contracts, playing for careers. Everything is going to happen right here. Let's get into it. We know Jordan Ngoi. Um, His <laughs> contract has apparently Oof. been withdrawn Oof. by the Collingwood Magpies. 800,000 peps per year, is it? That seems a lot of money for Dekoe. That's potential. So that would be like a a Brayshaw wouldn't be on that. No. Uh, A Mitch Duncan I don't think would be on that. Uh, Well, Geelong have got their pact. Like they've got their little pact they do. Yeah, I know, but you've still got to pay them. Uh, Has he delivered as much as what you'd say? Wines would be on 800 grand. Wines would be on 800, Would he be on 850? Okay, fair enough. Um, it's big money, though. It's a lot of money Tuke for Miller? a player. Would Tuke that- Miller be on 800? They'd have, they'd have to pay someone up there in Gold Coast, wouldn't they? But you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. It's like these guys perform consistently every single week. Yeah. He's he's playing on potential. Yeah. Has always played on potential. And then they rolled out off. He racks up 30 and kicks a goal every week. I'm like, one goal? And he's a forward? You'd be wanting two minimums. Yeah. He should be kicking 50 a season. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. But this is the funny part. Apparently, two clubs are offering five-year deals for him, and you Let wouldn't believe who one of them are. Mm. <laughs> let's go for it, Jamie. Let's see if we can put it together. We'll say it at the count of three. Let's, let's put our minds together. Let's see if we're psychic. One, two, three. Shit killed Saints. <laughs> Who would have thought the Saints going after a player with a bit of a history from another club? Oh, uh, God, they just, hey, look, they it just, can work out well, Peps. I mean, Tyson Single has been a revelation down there at Geelong. Uh, yeah. Um, I, well, I've, I've rated him. He's a dangerous, dangerous danger option. Yeah, he's a... Um, crouch, yeah. Um, yeah. But... Zach Jones. Hannibury. Yeah. Um, okay, so they have got... They have had some... Interesting draft choices. Um, yes. Would would they be offering that sort of cash for him now? Probably not. No. I can't believe that they'd still be looking at it, though. Who knows? Interesting. I think, I think with him, you take the good with the bad. It's as simple as that. You know what you're getting. He is a, like, he is a box of chocolates, but unfortunately you do know what you're going to get. You open up the Cadbury dairy milk, it's dairy milk. Yeah. Um, that's, that's it. We have got some players who are not. Wanting to talk to their clubs at the moment, their peps. Yeah, we've got a few of them. Uh, Luke Jackson apparently was offered $10 million oh, over seven years true. by Frio. That's not, not true. Mate, he hasn't played 50 games of footy yet. That, Sumi, that would, that would be the biggest contract since Tom Boyd came across from GWS after playing, I think it was like 16 games. Sumich is drunk when he said that news, surely. No, I just don't know. I think he was still hungover from the front bar. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Jackson's there. You've also got Brayshaw as well, too, who hasn't signed up with the D. So that's probably the one I'm a little bit more concerned about. Uh, Tom he's Goldstein. Won he's won a premiership now. So yeah. what, what has he got to do? Win two. Uh, um, Todd Goldstein wants to stay a Roo, but obviously not. Would you trade him, Goldstein? Would you get any currency for him? I know uh, where he could go. There's only one club I think that he could go to. What is he? How old is Goldstein? I feel like he's been around forever. 38, 39. So there's only one club he can go to. <laughs> right. Too long. Um, Isaac Rankin, Jack Lacocious closing in on new, detail, new deals with the Gold Coast Suns. So Rankin is. With, oh, is yeah. They chat. reckon that they're. I think with everything that's happened over the last probably six weeks, just the way that they're playing their football, he looks like he's he's been freed up a little bit as well, too. Well, he's just. Is he's it, now more about the team and not about himself. Exactly. It and it's. And they're winning. Who would have thought? Um, Dan McStay, apparently four clubs in the mix for him. Yeah. Interesting. Now, Carlton apparently have cash to spend. Now, what they did was in 2018 and 2019, remember how you could pay less than the salary cap? Bank that for future years. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. They went and did that for two years. Yep. So I think you could bank 10%. 2018. Yeah, okay, because you had to spend it in 2019, didn't you? 1920 or 2021. That's year. right. So, yep. so they bank that money. So I think they could bank it for a couple of years and then use it within a, a number of years window. So apparently they've got money to splash around. I didn't think that they would. So they're looking at Ang- Angus Brayshaw, who's still, like I said, who isn't um, who isn't looking at him with his 2024. Like he's taking the second most marks in the season across any players. Imagine a midfield of Cripps, Walsh, and Brayshaw. Maybe got Chera. through with Chera. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh, Harry, mate, I'd, I'd, Harry, I'd love McKay, that. I would absolutely love it. And looking at Carl Amon as well too, which but they're they're saying what for Carl Amon? What six fifties? Pay it seven fifty. Pay it whatever it is. You just want to get rid of him, don't you? Because <laughs> no, it's going to give us a better draft position. Oh, no. I just think that's that's yeah. But they're going to get aggressive, so stay tuned for that one as well too. And there's going to be more coming up over the next few weeks as well. But they were the main ones that uh, have stood out 
doing a bit of research into it as well too. So uh, we're going to be splashing the cash and uh, here comes the money. <laughs> we'll be back next week. All right. Um, can I throw the question for this week, James? Yeah, you can throw I just want to. I just want to keep this simple because it is footy palooza. It is going to be a cracking round of football. What game is the must-see for round 14? What, sorry, round 15. What is the must-see game at Footy Palooza? What is the one that it will, will shape shape the season? That's the one that I'm looking for. What is the must-see? You cannot go out for the misses and go and watch The Notebook or anything along those lines. You, kids, we're not seeing light year this week. I've got to watch the footy. What is the game that you have to lock yourselves in? Have you seen – hey, speaking of movies, have you seen the new Top Gun movie yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, fuck. You know right. <laughs> Do you want to go together, double date? Oh, love to. Oh, love to. How good would that be? Um, now, one week at a time. I'm not yes. even going to go into one week at a time because usually we go, what game are we looking forward to? Well, there's about nine games I'm looking forward to this week. So just Solid every couch one of time. Oh, it's, it is like, hun, I'm going to do all my chores in the house Wednesday night, but don't bother me for three days. I agree. I yep. totally agree. Um, easy done. So, uh, J-Dog, anything else you want to wrap up before we get this monster? It's been a monster. Everybody's been on the chat. It's been going berserk tonight. We'll go through some of the questions. I know we've got some questions coming in, Pep. So maybe yeah. just go through the chat and have a look at some of the questions and let's answer some. Well, Craigie Wessels has pulled out that he reckons that uh, Brad Close is a future Geelong captain. Maybe. Yeah, he's, don't he's disagree got a bit with that. About him. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't reckon. Uh, Charlie Keegan reckons there was enough room on the door for both Jack and Rose to survive. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Charlie. I don't know if it was one of those ones that uses the the crim safe. But if it, if it was crim safe, it might have been okay. But there's a Mythbusters episode sure. about it as well. I think I think it yeah. was proven that they, in theory, could, but actually yeah. couldn't get both on the door. Yeah. I can't remember exactly though. Charlie also said that he benefits in terms of Dylan Shield when Parrish isn't in the team. Agree or disagree? So they play too similar type of a game. I mean, it does allow Shield to go more on the ball and become more of that damaging player um, mm-hmm. because you're not trying to put him in like a, a half forward midfield player. Yeah, I don't mind it, but I mm. want to see it more than one game to make yeah. a call on. For, so, for example, for, for Port Adelaide, I think the Georgiades gets in front of Dixon's way too much. We still won. I'm not going to say yeah. that's the best uh, all-line structure, yeah. but I want to see more than just one game to prove a theory. Yeah. So that that yeah that that I'd, I'd agree. Look, if I looked at my own mob, same thing. Ben Brown and Wiedemann got in it, just get in each other's way. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody else gets in Bailey Fritch's way. <laughs> so that's why Tom McDonald crunches packs. So it's it's you, you got to have the right mix the in Cassowary. there as well to make Cassowary not getting the ball. Um, also, one thing, uh, Jules Julio, Julio Julio, uh, massive Hawks supporter, wanted to know a little bit about Mitch Lewis's contract. He's keen to stay. The Hawks are keen to sign him as well, as well as Sam Frost. Uh, look, to be honest, he ain't going anywhere. It's just a matter of dotting eyes and crossing T's and working out the cash for that one. So I think Mitch Lewis um, will be uh, at the, what's that mob called? Hawthorne for a very, very long time because you have got a nice one there. All right. Um, Rightio, a couple of things. First and foremost, if you haven't given us a review on iTunes or on Spotify, shame on you because you tune in every single week and you don't tell everybody how awesome we are. So I'd really appreciate it if you do that. And so would Jamie because Jamie wants to read your review out. 
So leave a review, let us know, and it's like uh, SEM with Dwayne Russell. Um, it's the it's the midday chat. You uh, you give us a call, you get on air. You give us a review, you get on air. So it's as simple as that too. Um, tipped out, we'll be back this week. Guaranteed, because. Jamie will be there and I'll be there because it's it's footy palooza and it's going to be massive, all right? Um, that's about it. Stay tuned for next week because next week we've got new technology coming in uh, for our audio that is going to rock your mind. We are going to sound crisper, sexier, hotter than ever. Uh, probably not a podcast you want to – maybe be a podcast that you'll listen to if you can't get to sleep at night, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you know what I mean because that's how sexy – we're going to sound. But that's it. That's <laughs> our round 14 recap. Jamie Wallace, thank you very much, superstar. Love working with you. I've just got one question and one question only. Jamie the J-Dog Wallace, the superstar. My tattoo, tattoo, where's the plane? So my Mr. Rock, how do you want your footy? Uh, perhaps I want to lace out. So do I. Hope your team wins. Go D's, And more importantly, it's footy balooza. <laughs> See you, <laughs> listeners. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Place Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it. Place Out. <laughs>